I V M I V M Hey everyone this is your daily dose of everything that's happening in the world of NBA I am Monish and joining me as he does always is Nishant and you're listening to The Airball Diaries We had a great bunch of games today. First of all, it was highlighted by the return of Kyrie Irving. And then Luka Magic to beat the Warriors. And then Hero and Nurkic got into a brawl with Nurkic almost throwing a punch at Hero. Don't know where that would have ended. Bosnian beast living up to his name, you could call it yeah. that. Tons of stuff to talk about. Uh, let's get going. Whether you're an established sports person or a budding one or simply a sports enthusiast, join us, Tanvi and Shlok. We are two passionate pro badminton players talking policy, mindset and everything sport. So tune in to the Millennial Athlete every Monday only on the IVM Podcast Network. Trust us, it's going to be lit. We'll start off with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh what an incredible comeback game today against the Indiana Pacers. Indiana Pacers, I think we need to talk about them. Something's wrong there. Something seriously wrong there. They're 14 and 25 with sure. that roster. I I can't had on that but Kyrie Irving returned uh, which was exciting to watch and he was the usual Kyrie Irving he looked a little bit rusty but still got 22 points and along with KD who got 37 and James Harden they they could not lose to this Indiana Pacers team the Pacers were leading by 14 thanks to Lance Stevenson going off and scoring 20 straight points in the first quarter yeah i remember uh, him <laughs> i remember him it was amazing he was just hitting everything he was just getting the crowd worked yeah. up in brooklyn as well but the nets were just too strong i mean they just overcame they were trailing by 17 at one point in time they overcame that pretty much in the end if you look at it it was a comfortable victory kd was just doing kd things yet again yeah but kyrie irving he returns and now he'll play every away game for the nets i assume uh, he's not able to play at home uh sorry the game today was in india and i kind of messed it up <laughs> but yeah. uh how i mean what do you think is the uh, objective of this kyrie irving's return is it that he will play and if you see, do you see him playing throughout the season like if they go to the playoffs will he be playing every alternate game or is it he has a hot take are they just showcasing his talent so that he still they're showing the rest of the league that he's still a good player and put him up for trade that might be a side benefit i don't think that's what drove their decision to to play him their decision to play him is largely because it was a wafer thin squad to begin with um and and then they had covid protocols hitting them left right and center and it's going to continue for a while at the rate at which uh, the virus mm-hmm. is spreading so um they had no choice they had to bring him back because on principle they said we won't allow him to, exactly. to play because we don't Yeah, this isn't very professional. He is believes, I is believes, but everyone's getting jabbed. This is the environment we live in, um, and sticking to your beliefs comes at a cost in this world. Which, which is, and Kyrie Irving is in a position of privilege. If you are employed in a regular old office in New York, you don't have this choice. Yep, it's either you get the jab, or well, you lose your job, and then good luck finding food, food and shelter, and so on. It's it's quite grim. So. So they said on principle, uh, he's not being a professional. We're not going to have this nonsense of he'll play half the games, he won't play half the games. It's bad for the org, and I hundred percent agree. It's bad for the org. It's bad for the team culture. It's bad for everything. And now with backs to the walls, I'm surprised they caved. Uh, they should have stuck to their guns and um, 
uh, it's not like their form is suffering. It's not like yeah, they're, they're, they're still on top of the yeah. Eastern Conference. Yeah, should have stuck, right? stuck to their guns and and maybe added in a few free agents. But I think the big concern was at this rate they'll burn out Harden and and KD, neither of whom mm-hmm. are exactly sprightly twenty one year olds. They're incredibly fit, but yep, uh, this kind these kind of minutes take their toll. I look at KD, I look at Harden, I look at LeBron, and mm-hmm. they, they're all. Uh, creeping towards those spooky numbers a night that Kobe used to play before he before his mm-hmm. Achilles gave away. That was well and truly insane because Kobe played in that last 20 game stretch, I think 44 minutes a night on average or some such thing, which is, which is just nuts. It's ill-advised. But these guys are getting there. If not a catastrophic injury, it could be worn out and, and fatigued by the time they get to the playoffs. So I'm guessing that's what motivated it. I don't know if they will continue this. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't see why, because if you've broken principle, you might as well go through it with the regular season. The big challenge is, and it's highly likely that the Nets will finish in the top three, regardless. Right. Whatever they do, they'll be a top three seed, possibly right. the number one seed. So they have home court advantage almost throughout the playoffs. Is it an advantage though when one of that's, your top three guys yeah, That's my point. So you start basically, exactly. So you start <laughs> the first two games or whatever of each series without Kyrie. First, or first two or first and third, depending on the format. And you start without Kyrie, and then you don't have him. For what if it goes to Game Seven? Uh, you mm-hmm. have him back, great. But what if you allowed it to go to Game Seven because you didn't have him in Game Six? Which is it's a lot of adjustment for the rest of the team too, isn't it? I mean, KD and Harden, you can expect them to play with any bunch of three sorry, other guys. It's fine. Uh, sorry, sorry, the the other way around. If it, home court advantage, right? So Game Seven is would be a home game. Right? And home, and yes. one, yeah, and they won't have Kyrie. So exactly. And uh, think about the guys who are replacing him, right? Like Paddy Mills comes in or yeah. uh, Lamarcus Aldridge plays some of those games and yeah. Claxton. And they have a bunch of youngsters, Cam Thomas and all of those guys. Uh, Cam Thomas? Yeah, Cam Thomas. A uh, bunch of those guys, right? And it'll be crazy for them to adjust when they know that they'll be playing one game and they won't be playing a lot of minutes in the game where Kyrie Irving is playing. It's it's crazy to think of that, that this inclusion on-off, inclusion of him is not going to impact the team's uh, compatibility, even their morale even, because as a youngster, you want to know what your role is in the team. And this kind of gets confusing when your role is something for game one, but your role is totally different for game two. Is that going to be a challenge for the Brooklyn Nets? I I lost your audio towards the end. Uh, You should do that again. Give it a a five-second break. Uh, I, I just got morale and some... Game oh. to something. Okay. No, I think it's at my end. Hold on just a second. You have to repeat that by the way. This is going to be totally confusing for the youngsters in the Brooklyn Nets, right? I mean, KD and Harden will play with pretty much anyone. But think of the guys coming in. They have Cam Thomas, Derek, uh, Duke Jr., whatever his uh, name is, <laughs> Nick Claxton, Allridge, yeah. Patty Mills. All of these guys now, their role in the team kind, kind of becomes somewhat confusing. I mean, you have some role in game one and you have totally different role in game two because Kyrie yeah. Irving is not available. Correct. And then game three, he's back and then you go back to the bench or whatever. It's going to impact the team morale. It's going to impact the team compatibility, the way of I don't know if these youngsters are up to that adjustment. What do you think? I mean, or I think it's coach. a disadvantage to include him. Or the coach, honestly. They don't have mm-hmm. a 30-year veteran in that yeah. coaching seat. They have somebody who just started out as a coach. Yep. Inheriting the squad. And boy, have they given him trouble. In the first mm-hmm. year or two, he's had all kinds of personnel issues. Blah, blah, blah. Ego. Um, I think that stuff. Look, the playoffs are tough in general anyway on a coach. Because everyone's looking at the coach. 
if you've yeah. got the personnel to be a top seed then you're looking at the coach and saying how do you eke out wins in the playoffs which means how do you get your strategy right which means how do you make adjustments on the fly based on what you're seeing from the opponent uh, and all of these translate to wins the best coaches get it done and then their players deliver and they execute problem is now if you're playing quality opposition let's say they get through they breeze past whoever they face in the first round which is highly mm-hmm. likely Round mm-hmm. two is where the playoffs really start for a contender. Yep. You might probably uh, end up playing Chicago or Milwaukee. Something there. like that, correct? Something like that. And and then what do you do? So there, not on. It's tough enough making adjustments game in game out based on what the opponents are doing. And these are high quality, high caliber yep. opponents. So they're going to make their own adjustments to combat whatever whatever it is you are doing. And this game of chess goes on and on. On top of all this, you. not only are making adjustments for the opponent's superstar say a yanis or or mm-hmm. a lavin or a derozan or whatever you are now making adjustments for your own damn superstar right. who in one game will be on fire and in one game he is not so how do you moneyball the moneyball the shit out of that situation how do you replace essentially kyrie irving uh, by a sum of three or four different parts to to get the same mm-hmm. kind of impact it's too much to to ask and may well be their downfall if they go down that route i would genuinely Uh, uh feel that the best way to go about it in the playoffs is to not play Kyrie Irving I, i know people are going to say right from the start yeah when you have that kind mm-hmm. of talent even if you get three games you get three games it, it's legit not worth it i would not play Kyrie Irving in the playoffs i would back my guns uh, stick to KD and Harden and if you think that's not good enough well who the fuck asked you to sign Kyrie in the first place you know he's trouble would it surprise you if the net decided to trade him if there's a team interested not and they decided to trade Kyrie Not all. I'd be surprised if it happens, though, because uh, Kevin Durant would probably have had. If, look, if that should have happened, it should have happened pre-season. Drop of a hat, he says, "No vax, I will retire." Like, all right, good, go retire. You're out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it should have happened already. Uh, the only reason I can think of why it hasn't happened is one or both superstars uh, put their foot down and said, "No, we won't allow this to 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 happen." I can't think of any other scenario where the trade would not go through. The association certainly can't stop a. I don't know from trading somebody he wants. They have every right to do that. So if it hasn't happened already, it's because the superstars are not in sync with it. Because I, for, for sure as hell, it's not Steve Nash that's stopping this from from happening. The guy whom Kyrie told uh, they don't need a coach indirectly. Uh, <laughs> so if it hasn't happened already, I'd be surprised if it does happen. I think the org is ready. I don't know if uh, if the superstars are okay letting him go. But what do they get if they trade him now? What do they get? I don't think there's that kind of talent. Available. You don't really need a superstar with this Brooklyn Nets, right? You already have two MVPs in that yeah, team. Yeah, but you probably sure. need a bunch of bench players, role players who can really beef up your second rotation or whatever. In the short term, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're thinking of if you're the Brooklyn Nets, you gave up a, a significant chunk of whatever mm-hmm. it is. It could be a payroll. It could be whatever to get Kyrie. your opportunity loss is significant mm-hmm. now in the myopic thinking of this season how do we get the best out of it it doesn't make sense to trade him for a lesser player absolutely any player as long as he's regularly mm-hmm. available and he's half decent anything better than patty mills you're stepping up yep. so can you do that yes i think there are moves to be made I readily i mean which club won't do that to get carry owing any of the small right. markets but um small markets would have the apprehension of would carry having really retire and with him you never know maybe he will just mm-hmm. if you put him in a shit shit house um so there's that consideration but the opportunity loss is too great if you trade carry in the off season uh for whatever indiscretions 
that's a good decision uh, that's a good problem to have what if the vaccine mandates change and carry is actually eligible to play do you still trade him for his uh, disobedience or do you keep him but let's assume what if they decide to trade him that's when they get best value for him so the opportunity cost is is incredible of of trading him right now just for the sake of salvaging this season where it's not like it's a guarantee that they'll win whatever the bookies say they're not a lock without yep, three super exactly Exactly. Get in strong defenders, beef up your bench strength. You'll yeah. get easily three to four players for Kyrie Irving, right? And sure. three to four players who can really be part of your second rotation, maybe one of them, even part of your starting lineup. So that would really yeah, I mean, make the Nets like even Sabonis, stronger than they are. Somebody like a Sabonis, maybe. Sabonis maybe. would be a league yeah. killer at this moment along yeah, with yeah. KD and Harden, yeah. I think. And let's talk about the Indiana Pacers, talking about the other end of the spectrum. Oh, talking about We talked about paper-thin squad that Brooklyn Nets have. This yeah. team is loaded. But the results, their uh, standings in the league do not show that at all. They're 14 and 25 right now. They're worse than OKC. And this team has Brogdon, Levert, Miles Turner, the Sabonis, all of them starting. And what's really going on there? I can't really seem to figure out. This is a good team. All of them are great players individually, but somehow doesn't seem to work together. Of course, they've been hit by injuries and COVID protocols and players have been in and out. But 14 and 25 doesn't really explain it yeah it has all the makings of uh um if you're playing nba this is your dream scenario if you're playing 2k outside of taking a championship winning team and winning it all with them just kind of boring after the first couple of times mm-hmm. you do it in a video game what's your ultimate fantasy it is how do i do a roster shake up how do i yep. put together a dream team and make trades and free agency signings and all of that um they're there. They're there where OKC were, where mm-hmm. the only thing that makes sense now is to completely blow it up and start from scratch. They are a small market team, comparatively. Uh, it's it's time to retool because look at their personnel. They, yeah, they have great names. Uh, mm-hmm. They have their bubble garden, as I like to call him, still out. So that's yeah. another piece to be added yep. uh, on top of what they already have, which is they have Brogdon, they have Turner, they have Savonis, they have Karis uh, Levert. And and actually a bunch of other pretty nifty talents yep. even even down the list. Uh, fantasy McConnell. players would know McConnell. Fantasy uh, <laughs> fans would know. <laughs> okay, saved my ass last season. So so they have value there. It's a nice squad. But I would say keep that value. Keep the backups. Uh, it's a good you know bunch of folks to tool around. The real reason why I think they've sucked is believe it or not, and it sounds like. You know, all these books that say love is the answer, love will overcome all. It's not quite love. I'm not going there. But I'm saying um, there's just no drive. This, the team simply isn't motivated. And that intangible is hard to ignore when mm-hmm. when you see what you see. The, the pieces they have on the field, they've lost so many games close. Like yep. it's just yep. there and they screwed up. Including I think they have today. the most losses by margin of three or less. Okay, wow. Yeah, so... Um, including today, by the way, they could have easily cleaned that. Oh, any of these games with a little more juice could have gone their way. Uh, right? It's like you go from 50-50 yards and suddenly you slip to 45-55 and boom, it's game over. Final buzzer. Yep. What's the difference in these moments? I mean, if you were good enough to go toe-to-toe with all these teams and get close at the end of the fourth quarter, then then really the only thing that is um, uh, missing is that drive, that extra extra bit of I need to get this win. It doesn't seem like the win is valued a lot in Indiana currently, and that's that's where they they're falling short. Uh, Turner wants out. It's been so for a year or two now. He's mm-hmm. sort of in that posing his mold where he believes on another team he'd be much more valued. Here he's getting overshadowed. He's just it. sulking. I mean, if you watch yeah. the game uh, today, he's just standing on the perimeter trying to shoot threes, and 
He's Turner. He's almost a seven footer. Yeah, not he's, Kay Thompson. He's, not... he's leading the league in blocks. He should be under the basket trying to prevent the exactly. team from scoring. Exactly. Not so, shoot, taking threes like that. So his drive he's a three-point gone. shooter, but that's not yeah. his primary. Uh, and it's game. a weird way to go about it. If you want out, shouldn't you do what uh, at Atlanta Collins did, which is ball yep. out, get that bag. Now he happened to get it from Atlanta, but he showcased himself well enough that he would have gotten paid wherever he went. Yep. It's what Bridges is doing this season in Charlotte. Yep. That's yep. the way to get out, especially when the rest of the team is sulking too. Just take take your chance, go for it, right? But so that's him. Sabonis, it clearly feels like he believes he belongs in a bigger franchise and he has better things to do in life. Um, mm-hmm. Brogdon's kind of biding his time. I don't think he exited Milwaukee by choice, uh, mm-hmm. and I don't blame him if he's now feeling what. Well, they gave him a contract extension, and he's not eligible to be traded till the end of the season. Who? From Indiana, Brogdon. Yep. No, no. I'm talking about his exit from Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. It wasn't mm-hmm. by choice. He was pushed right. out. Basically, they, they right, traded right. him out. And and if you are Brogdon, you are looking at your ex team where you were chucked out. It's not like you mm-hmm. left voluntarily. And they're the defending champs. Had you stayed on a year <laughs> or two, like imagine what you could have achieved there. So you are resenting possibly your your mm-hmm. situation and what you have going on in, at at Indiana. I'm not saying he should be moved today, but I'm saying that could contribute to why his drive and morale mm-hmm. is not not up there. And um, he's always so, injured. He cannot play six yeah. games at a stretch. Yeah, yeah. There's all of that. And then Caris Levert. He's been bouncing around for a while now. He's a great player. I want to see him as a starter on, say, like the Kings would be a good destination. Him and Aaron mm-hmm. Fox, that's a that's a backcourt worth uh, worth watching. That's for me the Western Conference version of uh, Sexton and Garland. So mm-hmm. again, I, with him also, it feels like uh, he could be better off somewhere. It's just an org, org in shambles. I don't think they're problem solving anything. Oladipo came in, came out, went to the hospital, came in, went out. I forgot he existed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brogdon came in, not really dealt with very specially. Um, Sabon is great talent. What are they doing with him? He's doing what he can on the court for fun. What are they doing with him? They're not developing him. They're not shipping him. I'd say blow it up. Uh, let Turner go. Trade Brogdon. Trade Sabonis. You'll get tons of value in return. Whether you want immediate value or you want draft picks is your call. But, but I would say do it. And maybe even flip Turner and see what you get for him. Maybe a starting backcourt guard. And, and then build from there. I think that's where I see Turner's value on a lot of these teams. Imagine Brooklyn Nets. I mean, they need a center, right? And he's the kind of center they would love to have. Dude, imagine if uh, they could get uh, uh, Levert back in Brooklyn. Oh, they would love it. <laughs> yeah, at least he's no Kyrie, but trade, he's great. Trade and... Kyrie Irving, get a, get a bunch of these guys. Get in Levert, get in Turner, get in whoever else you can throw yeah. draft picks or whatever. And that's a strong team if you get a bunch of those guys in, yeah. in a Kyrie's, strong... Kyrie's I think retire. all of these guys in Indiana are good enough to be a third guy on most teams. Not the leading guy, but to be a third guy. Sabonis probably could be the second guy, but sure. almost everyone else could be a third guy in on most yeah. teams. Yeah. Yeah, right. so, you see, uh, look at Philadelphia, look at Brooklyn. All of these guys can fit in there pretty well. Yeah, but it'll be a disaster though because I'm I'm damn sure Kyrie Irving will go to Indiana and retire the next. <laughs> of course, so, of course. Yeah. <laughs> you you did say that how they've been losing close games and here's a record. They they played in ten games that have been decided by three points or less, and mm-hmm. they're one and nine in those games. <laughs> yeah, but they're one that, and nine of those. One and nine, one win and nine. Oh, losses. one and nine. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, how is that even possible? Yeah, yeah. Suck. I mean, I don't know. I don't remember the stats, but I've been watching the games and you see it. Yep. You, each time you think tonight's the night. This is where the season begins. <laughs> Let's go, someone. It just goes to shit. 
Hey everybody, it's been another great week on the IVM Podcast Network. On Cyrus Says, Vijay Subramaniam, founder at Collective Artists Network, talks to Cyrus about talent management in India and all there is to it. On Misconduct, Raghvi and Nisha unravel the doping allegations around various Indian athletes. On AudioGAN, water activist S. Vishwanath shares with Kedar how wells were designed in earlier times. On The Longest Constitution, Priya tells us about the time when scores of students set themselves on fire to protest against the Mandal Commission. And on Marathi Kirgitun, the Deshmukhs take us on a tour of public baths around the world. Do follow us on social media. We're IBM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And remember, if you're enjoying this show or any of our other shows for that matter, please do tell a friend. Also, don't forget to rate us on any of the platforms you're listening to us on. And you can also check us out on YouTube. You can have a list of all of our shows at ivmpodcast.com slash YouTube. And finally, we'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Bank of Baroda and Coinswitch Kuber. Talking about a loaded team, how loaded is Memphis Grizzlies? They have players coming in and out of that lineup. Some of those guys you don't even recognize sometimes, but they're just balling out. They won six games in a row now, uh, with Jamorant now, because they had this stretch where they were were winning without him. Now with him in the team, they're winning. The last six wins, uh, and they come against teams like Phoenix Suns, they beat the Nets in them, beat the Lakers in between. This team is doing wonders, and Jamorant is at the center of it all. In the last six games, he's been averaging over 30 points, and he's shooting around 70% from three. And this is a weak three-point shooter at the start yeah. of the season. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to buy this Memphis Grizzlies run. I mean, they, they are a team that can upset anyone, I believe. I, they've put themselves in the conversation now for playoffs. So now we should give them the respect of, we should talk about them as a top four team, which is what they are today. It's not just that they found themselves in that spot. They, they legit are a top four team, play style-wise also. Um, can I name three teams that uh, uh, maybe can beat them? Yeah, Warriors, Jazz and... Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I'm <laughs> I kind of see an injury coming in the sun. It's a sad thing to oh. say, but oh. <laughs> I mean the way things have been going, I don't know. Chris Paul, he worries me because he's been playing again like rookie Chris Paul. He's playing at an elite mm-hmm. level, he's playing a lot of injuries. I just hope this doesn't end in yet another amazing career being robbed of a good final year or final two years by by injury, right? But anyway, yeah. So Suns, um, Jazz and the Warriors, these are your obvious answers. Um, and that's that's how it should be. So for the the Grizzlies, for me, the, their story has been this uh, um, Cinderella makeover, like this resurgence, whichever mm-hmm. way you want to um, paint it. Because so you have Jamorant, who was a number two draft pick, but I'd call that a snub for that talent. Not going number one is a snub. Whoever mm-hmm. goes number one, so it started there, and then he sort of kind of working his way up up the ranks. Uh, Okay, this kid can dunk. He has amazing athleticism. But okay, now he has a jump shot, but he's bad from three. And can he play make? He's careless with the ball. There's a lot of turnovers. But everyone at that age has turnovers. Um, but it's good that he's being adventurous. To the point where he's now made himself the face of the franchise. Mm-hmm. He's as explosive in the air. He's lethal in and around the rim. Doesn't he lead the league in points in the paint? And how third, third, okay. He's third in the league for most points in the paint. And yeah. he's a guard. Yeah, All the remaining four in the top five are centers. Bigs, yeah, exactly. Um, his finishing is ridiculous. And now his one big drawback, which is three shooting. Uh, he pulled up from the logo the other day, the match before. Today, <laughs> yes. right? he's, I mean, he's doing all of this stuff now. Um, he's become the face in franchise. And then the Grizzlies started out the season as the absolute worst defense in the league over the first right. few games. Right. 
to their recent stretch. I don't know if it's a 10 game or 12 game stretch, but I was reading they they now have the best defense in the league statistically. Yes. Yes. and they have the biggest um, uh, margin of victory on on average yep. which which means they are well and truly thumping the league right now yep i think what they should be talking about we can marvel at how they are overachieving and this and that but maybe we shouldn't maybe we should say this is how good these guys are we've mm-hmm. we've now realized it so then the only thing we should be talking about and what the grizzlies should be talking about is how do they get that top 3 for a home court advantage in the playoffs because they'll need all of that support um when they get to the playoffs for the first time in most of their careers it will be the first time they get there uh, mm-hmm. but they there they they're right up there they've got the defense to back them up they've got a firebrand offense jamoran yep. this is a chunk of games and they still light it up across the league desmond bean has been a fine squad. for this year squad this is a squad i love it and they are a loaded squad if they want they can make a bunch of trades and yeah. get in another star and yeah. then you'll be talking about wow can this team go all the way ഇൻജുറീസ് ദർ കുഡ് ബി 
maturity we don't know how these guys would fit. we've never even seen them in the playoffs so i think it's right. incredibly uh, premature um, to already put them on that level can they get there from here yes why am i pessimistic because there have been tons of teams that uh, that were on a similar platform just waiting to launch not all of them launch in fact most of them don't Mm-hmm. so and i'm a little wary of these explosive guards after after the whole derrick rose ptsd like i mentioned yesterday so <laughs> i would love for all of this to happen but at this moment i'd say they're great doing what they are and i uh, i'm only looking now short term how do they get a top 3 seed how do they get home court advantage because they'll need it first playoffs ever they'll need that home court advantage if they can do a hawks from last year i think that's a spectacular season for them even if they can get to the conference finals it's unreal absolutely i mean if you be- beat any of the top 3 i think it's an achievement yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so i think that should be their first target um and if they want to if there is a mega trade to be made right now to switch it up and go for it sure but i think it's it's too much it, all of that shake up in the middle of a season first time mm-hmm. in the playoffs to assume that it'll be good enough to get i would much rather get the best out of the squad see who who you really want to trust and not in the playoffs and then you know the place the pieces to keep and the pieces to trade or the pieces right. to build around uh, and then that's when you make those trades so i I'd, i'd say they're good for this season they should probably make big moves in the off season i agree all right so that was the memphis grizzlies that's all on today's episode we'll come back and talk tomorrow the warriors play the pelicans well yeah at the start of the season you would have hoped that it would be a Curry versus Zion, but Zion is chilling somewhere in Oregon. Apparently, there's also the Clippers versus the Suns. That's a game that'll be fun to watch. Although the Clippers are short-handed, but they've been playing pretty well of late. Uh, they've been winning a few games. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how that goes and come back and talk about those games tomorrow. But uh, see you tomorrow. All right, man. Yes. Bye. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to check out our other interesting podcasts on the IVM Network. You can listen to us on the IVM Podcast app, ivmpodcasts.com. or wherever you get your podcasts you can also follow us on our social media we're at ivm podcast on twitter and instagram and if you want to reach out to us and you know you do you know you want to reach out to us and tell us that our opinions on your favorite players are trash you want to tell us magic johnson is still better than steph curry and you don't think steph curry has changed the game for all that and more reach out to us on both instagram and twitter if you love cricket listen up the edges and sledges cricket podcast is here for you Hosted by DJ Varun and me Ashwin, we bring a fun, fresh fans' point of view to talking all things cricket. Sometimes it's just the three of us. Sometimes we have guests, including current and former international cricketers. For new episodes every week, check out the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast on the IVM app, website, or wherever you get your podcasts. Working Monday to Friday, glued to your chair, making you feel dull? Worry not. Get your five-minute weekly dose of travel around the world with postcards from nowhere. Join me every Thursday. as i explore the strange obscure and fascinating parts of the world and bring out facets of travel you may not have thought of before you can find us on the ivm podcast app website or wherever you get your podcast from <laughs>